we were uh, finishing our lovely meal that you prepared, that I prepared, yes. And wait, what did John say? He was looking in the mirror at himself, and he was just—he was fixing his hair, and he's like, "I can't get over how good I look tonight. I'm just so awesome." And then you guys are really lucky that I'm here because I'm busy, and but I was hungry, and I love lamb. <laughs> That's what I heard. Something about I lamb. Want, I wanted to jump in here and just say, you ladies are going to have so much fun with this podcast. And I, I'm, je- I mean, you are going to have so much fun. I was thinking about the people you're going to interview, the conversations you're going to have, the things you're going to learn. Wow, the places you'll go. Are you wow. Dr. Seuss? That's amazing. <laughs> I'm like just watching. I'm like, I got my, my hand on my face. I'm like, oh my God, this guy. It's just amazing the words that come out of your mouth and how impactful they are. I feel like now... Like you're on fire? I'm on fire. <laughs> oh my God. I think we're going to talk about the, uh, the reading that I got. Okay. Yes. 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 We, we, so we were talking about how um, we, I found out that John's birthday is in December and mine is in March. And I'm, I'm apparently suited to be friends with Sagittarius. And at that point, that's when he said... I got a reading yesterday. And I was like, tell me more. But wait, <laughs> but wait until we press record. So I quick pressed record. So the full story is, uh, I think a lot of people listening to this episode that live in Palmas Del Mar know David Mickelson. His uh, niece and daughter were in town over the weekends. And his daughter specifically is looking to start a podcast. So he asked if she could come over and ask a few questions about podcasting and pitch her idea and get some feedback on it. So they came over and his niece is actually a teller, a, what do you call it? A reader, somebody who does readings. Like a medium or psychic or something? Yeah. Or cards? Kind of, like a tarot card reader? It's more of just your signs. Oh, that's cool. So it's astrology. She's an astrologist. And she said, hey, I'd love to do your readings. Um, I need your birth date, the place you were born, and birth time time birth time mm-hmm. those things and we gave them to her for myself for kate and for Bo, my two and a half month old son and she came back the following day with a whole list of readings from what she has done seeing the signs and reading the the planets and the moons and the stars and it was in my head is fascinating I saw the sign. <laughs> and I opened up my eyes I saw the sign. And it was fascinating what she uh, was able to share. And um, it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> anything interesting to tell us? Cliffhanger. Come on. <laughs> so some of the things that she shared uh, were about how, for myself and Kate, we are actually um, Leo moon rising, which I don't really know what that means. But she was explaining that, like, this is the year to make a move if you're going to make a move because like your moon is rising you're going so to make a move on that we're like well, you did we, you did pop out a baby we feel like we kind of did that with <laughs> yeah. a baby and that was kind of cool and then um she was talking about Bo and about how you know with a scorpio with a, a father who's uh sagittarius or sagittarius that um you know we are going to be very close as a father and a son Aww. which was really cool to hear so yeah. i kind of already feel a little closer to Bo because did you of that. cry did you shut? I got a little, I got a little choked up. I got a little yeah. choked up. We're trying to get him to cry on this episode. He said he might do it. I don't know. We'll see. I said we'll laugh. We'll cry. We'll break plates. Just not the good plates. No, definitely not the good plates. No. So, what are you uh, ladies trying to do with this podcast? Like, what's He's the plan? Already turning the tables. He's like, I knew Joel. he was going to do this. What's the plan? <laughs> what's, what's the deal? So the the point of this is for us to not have some boring podcast and just. Just get to know people in Palmas, our friends, business owners, and get to know the character. Get to know all the stuff that isn't in some typical interview. So we already know how you got to Palmas. We already know about, um, you know, entrepreneurs on fire and all that. And if you don't, please check out eofire.com. Got you. And... Um, <laughs> 
you're going to learn all about how amazing JLD is and Kate and they're just a couple of the most wonderful people you'll, you could ever meet. And But what we are trying to do on this podcast is entertain you with all of the silly stuff. And so that's why we're going to talk about things like the amazing karaoke star that John is. <laughs> and, and dancer. And dancer. Oh, my gosh. And what a dancer. Uh, we were we were on a cruise over um, New Year's. New Year's, not this last one, but the one before, and um, there was a a Beatles tribute band. Oh, that was amazing! Wasn't that such a great time? God, that was good. Loved it. We're Love actually you do. we're actually very sad that you're not going to be on the next cruise. It's sad. So yeah. Bo's not old enough yet. No. Yeah, but once he is, <laughs> maybe next year he's gonna be. He's, that's gonna be a dancing <laughs> star too. That little one. So. Um, that's what we want to talk about. Well, that and his love of sports. Remember? Oh, yeah, there is that. Yes. Now, now, tell me more. So, you like all sports, or do you have a specific sport? Like, I'm not really into football. Sorry, Aaron, but I will support your Chiefs respectfully because I, because I love you. Go Chiefs. Um, but I'm more of a baseball fan. Yeah, I, I grew up on baseball. My I was at my grandparents' house every single weekend, and he the, in the summertime it was just all about the Brewers. So I grew up on baseball, and I, I very much enjoy it. So that's that's like my sport. What's yours? College basketball, specifically um, Providence College, which Go is Friars. Where I went. <laughs> Go Friars. Love that, Aaron, and. I always say, you know, the four year, my four years of Providence were the best four years of my life. And whenever I say that in front of Kate, you know, she kind of gives me a little elbow jab. But um, it was just such a special time. I don't know how everybody's college experience was, but mine was like the first time leaving home at 18 years old, being like under the thumb of your father and mother. My father was pretty imposing. Like he, he, he kept a pretty tight leash on us. So, like, to go hours and hours away from home and to be, like, in a dorm with kids your age and everybody was in the same boat of, like, we're 18 years old and we don't even know how to do laundry, but we're here, we're drinking beer, we're, we're trying new things, we don't have a, a curfew, you know, we don't have to wake up at any time. It was just the best. And so, like, I have such fond memories of my four years of college and uh, a big part of those memories were going to the basketball games because Providence is a Division One basketball school, and we play in one of the best basketball conferences in the uh, country. So the games were against, like, University of Connecticut, who just won the national championship last year, Villanova, who won two national championships, like, four years ago. So it's, like, the top teams we would play against. So I have the most fond memories. And so what did I do last weekend? I flew to Providence. I met my brother-in-law and my nine-year-old nephew, and I took them on campus, walked them around, trying to plant the seed. And then I uh, went to the basketball game with all of them. All of my college buddies that are still local, they were all, were all there. We went to the bars before, the bars afterwards, had like a full day of it, and it was a blast. And this is 25 years later. That's like we're so cool. still connecting over our college basketball team. And there's, I love that. There's something mm -hmm. magical, magical about college basketball. I mean, they still have, I mean, March Madness, right? March Madness, baby. And, and I have a friend, um, since high school, Brian, who has done brackets to this day. Every, every year we do brackets and I think they, they, I, I play not really knowing a lot about it. Sometimes that's better. It, it, I really it is because I switch off how I pick the teams. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll be like, I like their colors better. So oh, let's that's go a with cute that. mascot. So cute. Let's go. So adorable. Like that guy looks like he's got a good butt. Like <laughs> let's go with that team. Like I feel really good about this. And oddly enough, I've done pretty well in the bracket. No, seriously, those are good strategies. Yeah, thanks. Do you yes. want to know my strategy? Let's hear it. Jayhawks always win. Jayhawks always win. Jayhawks always win. And a quick story about that. So Providence two years ago had a great team, twenty seven and six. We went to the Sweet Sixteen, which was in Chicago, at the United Center where Michael Jordan played. Um, I got box seats, the owner seats, the owner's box seats. I got four seat tickets there um, through my connections of the college. So I got to invite three of my friends. We're sitting center court, 20 rows up in the box seats, and we're watching Providence versus Kansas Jayhawks, who 
Providence was winning by two points with three minutes left, but Kansas was the better team. They ended up winning by three points and then winning the national championship. Wow. Go Jayhawks. Jayhawks. No, 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 no. Rock Chalk Jayhawks. Let's go. Massachusetts Ave, baby. Yep. Have you been? Oh, yeah, because I went to K-State. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot. He has, yeah. We have the Manhattan, Kansas Kansas, ties. Kansas State roots. Um, Yeah. Wildcats. Football was great. Their basketball was great, too, actually. I'm just just pretty much all Wisconsin, so there's that. Yeah. Providence beat Wisconsin by 25 this year. Yeah. Which actually leads me to somewhat of an interesting question for you, because... You are a person that I feel like has lived many lives in the sense that, like, you went to college. I forget what your college major was, but I know, like, you went to law school and decided that wasn't for you. You were a Marine. You did real estate. Yeah. You did. I Mm -hmm. feel like you had, like, a bunch of different things. Right. That you started and then... Well, I'll tell you guys a funny story that I don't think anybody listening to this would know, Ooh, including yes. Aaron. Oh, Aaron, yeah. Aaron's known me for like seven years now. I mean, she knows a lot about me. So I uh, went to college on an Army scholarship, not Marines. Marines are oh, amazing, sorry, though. sorry. I knew that. Hey, I knew that. Marines are awesome. But I was Army. And then after college, I was in the Army for four years as an active duty officer. So I was in charge of uh, four tanks and 16 men. Um, as an armor officer. So I was in Iraq for 13 months, did a tour of duty. Thank the, you for your the service. The whole nine yards. Appreciate the appreciation. And after my four years as an officer in the U.S. Army, I was kind of lost. I was like, what am I going to do now? So I just took a year off. I went and lived in Guatemala, and I just lived with a family there for four months. I learned Spanish. Believe it or not, I was fluent in Spanish after four months. And how much do you speak now? None. Cero. You... Don't use it, you lose it. And that was me. I lost it. But, you know, this is back in 2007. Um, Like, my dad came to visit. He's like, wow, you're actually literally fluent in Spanish. And I was like, wow, I I was just living full immersion. My host family did not speak a word of English. I was just, like, thrown off the deep ends. And that's how I wanted to do it. You know, came back from that, went to law school, like you mentioned. And here's what the story is I don't think you've heard. I uh, dropped out of law school after one semester because I hated it. I was miserable. As I was literally moving out of the town where I went to law school, I walked by a bookstore. And I kid you not, in the glass display of the bookstore, the book Eat, Pray, Love was displayed. I went in. I don't think I've ever bought a book from like a little boutique bookstore before. I bought the book. It was like $47. It was like a crazy. It was like, whatever, I need to get this book. I bought the book. I read. This is before the movie. This was just the book was out. And I didn't know what I was going to do next. I just dropped out of law school. I read the book, and I went sight unseen to India for four months. I had a backpack. Yeah, I had, I've never heard this story. I went on. This is back in 07. So I went on a travel forum. That's what they had back then. That's how you connected with travelers. And these two guys from Seattle, Washington, had booked this four-month trip, and they had the map all planned out. I remember, like, like opening up the PDF of it and seeing where they were going to travel. It was all of India over four months and actually Nepal. It was, it was three and a half months in India and, and uh, two weeks in Nepal. And I was like, I've never met these guys. I, I feel like India is the right place for some reason after reading You Pray Love. Um, I'm going to reach out to these guys and go. And I, and I, I send them a message. They said, hey, if you're really down to, to, to travel with us, because they're looking for a couple more people to like defray costs on everything. If you're really down, here's the Airbnb or like the hotel that we're staying at in New Delhi, India. Meet us here on this day between these hours, like noon to midnight. And then we'll start the trip together. And so I had never talked to them on the phone. I got that one message from them. I flew from Boston to New Delhi took some random taxi through like New Delhi is this massive city. It's crazy, crazy. You can't even picture it. Like New York City is like nothing compared to Delhi. It's, n- it's nuts. Like, just, the tens and tens of millions of people that live in this place. They drop me off down this one side street. I see like the sign of the hotel. I have to walk down this dark alley, open up the hotel, go into the room because it's like 11 p.m. at night. They're sleeping on the floor. I turn the lights on and they're like, are you John? I'm like, yeah. 
And they're like, okay, let's, let's catch up in the morning. And so I turned the lights off, lay down on just a bare mattress, went to sleep, woke up the next morning, and the next four months, I traveled all of India with these guys. I'm not going to say they became be- my best friends, but they became good friends during the time. I don't keep in touch with them anymore. And we did everything. And then we went to Nepal. We did a uh, 12-day trek of Annapurna, which is the 12th highest mountain in the world. Um, it's very close to Mount Everest in the Himalayas. It was unbelievable. And it was all because of the book, You Pray Love. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Truly incredible. That's, how did, how have I never heard that story? You, he was saving no it for this podcast. I guess. Because, you know, there's Internally, just... Internally, he just when, when do those things come up, you know? I feel like I feel like that's a story that you would tell <laughs> fairly often. I don't. That's an that's an awesome story. Thank you for holding on to that yeah. for the right time. Well, I, I have one India story within those four months that I think is the best one that I'll reveal right yes, now. Please. So I'm in Mumbai, which is like probably the most known city in India. It used to be called Bombay. Now it's called Mumbai. And I'm walking along the beach, which was, you know, this beautiful beach. It's called the Queen's Pearl. And this white limo pulls up next to me as I'm, on, as I'm walking on the beach. It was like there's a road right next to it. The windows go roll down. And these guys stick their head out. And they, in very broken English, say, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. And I was just like, what are these people saying? Like, what's, what are they referring to? And they go, we need extras for this Bollywood movie. We're literally looking for white people to come to come on this to come on this set and to be an extra in this Bollywood movie. This is where he learned all of his sweet moves from. Oh, By the way, I have a YouTube link. If anybody who's listening, oh, yes. all you need to do this. is just go to YouTube and type Bollywood John Lee Dumas. That's all you need to do. So there's well. Finish your story, and then we'll then we'll check it out. Then we can talk about your other. And so um, I, I, I thought I thought it sounded like I was about to be abducted. So I was just like, "No, guys, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good." But then the other door opened at the limo, and there was like four or five other like Americans, like three guys and two girls. They're like, "No, no, this is cool, it's cool, come on in." So I'm like, "All right, I still might be getting abducted, abducted, but at least I won't be alone." So I jumped in the limo with them, and they had like some booze in there, and we're we're driving like to like the Hollywood of India, which is called Bollywood. We get there for the first time in my life. They sit me down in a chair, makeup all over my face, like lighting, they're doing my hair, they give me an outfit, the whole nine yards. And then they give me my role, which was I was the leader of this band. So I was essentially the keyboard player, but also like the lead of this band. They had these six Russian women in these yellow dresses you'll, that you'll see in the video that are just doing spins in front of me like as I'm, as I'm directing this band. I end up having this one scene in the movie. This is my only scene um, that was besides backgrounds. My only scene that was forefront was with the main actress. Her name was Katrina Kaif, who was considered like the Angelina Jolie of India. And her, at the time, love interest was this guy Shah Rukh Khan, who's like the Brad Pitt of India. And we sneak around the corner. We have this like intimate kiss moment in the movie. And then this guy, Shah Rukh Khan, comes and just punches me in the face. And But, but it was a fake punch. But the third time, because we had to do three takes, they kept saying, didn't look, at, didn't, didn't look real, didn't look real. And, and so really the third happened. time, he actually punched me in the face. <laughs> and like, like my jaw was like, in pain for weeks. I'm like, I think I might have like kind of broke my or hurt my jaw. Didn't end up having any serious damage, but it was hurt for a long time. Can we watch this movie? You can watch the movie. It's I called You've Raj is the name of the movie. But the best thing to do is to go on YouTube and just watch the trailer of it because I'm like featured in the trailer. It's hysterical. That was my best India story of my trip. That is amazing. So what's funny is I've actually heard the Bollywood story, but I didn't oh, you know the other it. part of it. Yeah. Well, how do you how do you think I got to India? Well. I don't know. I just assumed you took a trip there. I didn't know that it was like you went there for four months. You no, pray love, they, baby. Yeah, without they, they saw him they without saw, knowing well, these here's people. What, here's and, what really happened. They they saw a video on YouTube when he was on the prices, right? Right. And he was and, and they were like, you know what? He would be perfect. Let's use him. <laughs> so the price is right was actually like three years later. Oh darn it. So the timeline's a little oh, off. Mer. We didn't yeah, our fact checker. 
Yeah, yeah. I know. We need to get <laughs> fire them. Fire them. <laughs> well, we'd have to hire one first. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, yeah, hire and one. Then we can hire fire one. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. That's a really cool story. We will absolutely be looking that up. <laughs> as as should everybody that's listening yes, to this. Yes, please yes. do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we were getting ready to record this, I realized... You lost an earring. I lost an earring. That's sad. And I did make dinner. Yep. Where you chopped off part of your thumb into... I did, I did chop off part of my thumb. <laughs> the t- Struggled with the mandolin. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I know. And I, I have this problem where I'm going to kind of be keeping an eye out for her earring now. You know, by the way, your um, microphone really matches your shirt right now. Oh, she planned that. I now. Uh, that. You know, this is an audio only podcast, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is like an OCD thing. <laughs> Got it. She specifically requests the blue microphone. Okay. Cause like, well, well, that's because there wasn't a green one available and green right. is my favorite color. And right. so blue is my secondary Red would be my tertiary, 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 tertiary. That's the word. You were close. Oh, I knew it was a word. She's been having, uh, words are hard. Word issues lately. I have. What wine are we drinking? I don't know. It's it's actually not a temperature. Okay. Well, Sean and I were talking about that the other day. How, what are the words that we just struggle with? (laughs) And I'm like, um, temperature. I would I would always call it Tempranero and I'm like that's not how you say that wine and then Aaron's like I need you to sound it out Tempra Neo Neo Tempra Neo so we would be like looking at each other I'm sure everybody thought we were freaks yeah and I'm just looking I'm like Tempra Neo and she's like say it faster honey look those so cute look how hard they're trying (laughs) like they're so special it's okay it's fine. So, so listen, I've, I've recorded a couple episodes of podcasts. In like my, one or two? In my time. So or how many? Uh, over what number four, are you Over 4,000. Okay. I would, nothing. I would say for this, this podcast, I know you want it to be kind of free-flowing and loosey-goosey, which is great, and I think it should remain that way, but it's always good to have one anchor point. And I think we don't have to do it today on this episode, but at some point, you should be known for one question that you yeah, always we, have. Yeah, we actually, we, we started that, but then Sean said it was stupid. Sean poo-pooed. Yeah, he, we should have uh, never who, had him who, on his number two. Who's done, who's done more podcast episodes, yeah, Sean? John Lee Dumas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Joel, who thought it was a great question. We, we, True. So we had the... What well, was the question? Now we're going to do well, it. Well, we had a couple. So points. actually, you've met Mike, Joel's yes. brother-in-law that's visiting. He asked a question today. Oh, and it was, um, it's a very, it's a question that lots of people ask as far as like a getting to know you type question. And it was. Getting to know all about you. Let's be gone. It was, if you could have dinner with say three people living or dead. Or dead yeah. Mike asked that question. Who when, would they be and asked, why? When I asked that to Sean, he said it was a stupid question. Yes. Mike asked that question today. <laughs> so, yep. My gut immediately goes to Benjamin Franklin. I don't know why. You love Ben Franklin. I love Ben Franklin. He just had this quirky nature where, you know, he would go swimming naked in the Potomac every day. Like that was just something weird that he would do. And, he, and we're talking. This guy wasn't, you know, some lean machine dude. He was packing on some LBs. So this is something you may not know about John. <laughs> He loves history. <laughs> oh my gosh, I his- love history. He's a history to your point. I was, and I was he, a history like, major. You were oh, saying you know what my major yeah. was. I was a okay. history major in college. It's all, it's all coming together full circle. It's all right coming now. back. Okay, so continue. Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin, he just, he's so like wise but funny. And he doesn't take life seriously. Like to me, I don't like people to take life seriously. I'm just like, you're, that's boring to me. Like, was that the one who slept around? He definitely had some ladies. They had some ladies. But it was kind of like an open marriage. It's fine. Yeah. Like monogamy wasn't his thing. There's an understanding. There was an understanding. Yes. Yeah. And if you see some of the old pictures of his wife, you'd understand as well. Oh. How do you think his hair looked like in the morning when he'd wake up? (laughs) (laughs) The morning I wake up. I love that this has turned into somewhat of a musical podcast. Before I put, you know, speaking of, and Joel and Aaron are probably the only two people who know about this at this point. But 
at some point, you know, bucket list stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I, and this is this is a weird one, and I have a few weird ones, but I have this dream that one day, and it could work because in this community with all of our friends, this is the most amazing community. At some point, I want a day that just so happens to be musicals. And everybody just starts singing yes. the whole like you never know when it's gonna break out into a new song. And and Joel seemed on board with it. So I'm thinking like fortieth birthday gift. <laughs> oh. Like just musical. The one day of musical okay, where so everyone just starts singing. That's a fantastic idea. I know. Can Thanks. I can I add an additional idea? Flash mob. That I'm sh- Flash mob. <laughs> Flash mob. You literally Flash just took the words out of my song. mouth. My, 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 words were, my words were literally going to be, Way too I can't believe this hasn't happened in Palmas yet with the creative and musical and just artistic and just free-loving people that we have is a flash mob. Like, how has that not happened? Because it'd be so funny. It I would think, be. Can we make it happen? The plaza is the, the place to do the, it. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yes. Unlike a Friday or Saturday 100%. night. 100%. O-M-G. When are we making this happen? We are making this happen. But what's important about making it happen is there's like, because there's going to be a lot of us. There's going to be like, you know, between 50 to 75. Easy. But then there also has to be a lot of our friends that That know nothing about it. Yep. Because, you know, the the whole fun thing about the flash mob is like, you're with a friend looking at like, what are these guys doing? And then you jump into it immediately and your friend's like, what is happening? Okay, so what would be great is it's nobody listened to this episode. We're planning. Nobody. True. (laughs) So we we do it where only one person of a couple can be a part of the flash mob. Genius. That's so good. So hard to pull off. But it would be amazing. We know what that means. Joel can't be a part of this. Right. I was was gonna say this is let's be honest, this is this is gonna be me, not Sean. Yeah. And it's me, we, not Kate. Yeah. These are kind of easy ones, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's not easy is you and Joel. That, that's true. Right. Because he's going to want to be a part of it. But you know what? And I can't tell him now. You know what? You can say, Joel, I did this one. Now you step up. You got the next one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Take the lead. Yeah. And he'll, get to, he'll, he'll go to Sean and Kate. And I'm not going to say it's going to be as good of a flash mob, but I mean, you know, it'll be just, a flash mob. Yeah, I just, it'll be great. I just want you to know that I'm now looking forward to this and <laughs> I would like to start planning this and I think it needs to happen. Thank you. This will be the best thing that ever comes out of this podcast. If you guys do a thousand episodes, the flash mob idea is number one. Number one. We actually have a many ideas. Um, we have an idea of doing a, a spoof uh, episode one episode of the Real Housewives of Palma Stomar <laughs> and having F stoppers represent um and film that and um and and actually have it like scripted and yeah, everything. That, let's be honest, that all that stuff is, you know yeah. is scripted. Yeah. And and have like really like over the top drum dramatic whatever and just yeah, and, and film like an episode it's of Real idea. Housewives of Palm Oh my Swan. God, somebody has to get thrown in a pool, pushed in a pool. Oh yeah. Aaron. Me. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. I nominate my pool. We'll do it. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. Perfect. It's going to be great. <laughs> and we get to do this stuff because we live in this amazing bubble. Amazing. Amazing bubble. That- I just had friends in town and, they're, and they were like, this place doesn't exist. This is not real. Right. And it feels not real because it's kind of, you know how like, you go to Disney World and you're you're like driving there and you're like this part of Anaheim's not great mm. like you know it's like dirty and creepy but then you get to Disney World and it's just like la I mean yeah, that's it's like the heavens open yeah. up yeah. it's like people like I'm driving people to my and they're like John like where are you taking me and then like we come through the gates they're just like wow I get it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I have a question because you okay first off this is a little funny and. Because in our very first episode, we were talking to Joel. And one of the things that we were talking about was how you told us about Palmas and you coming here. And Joel was telling some story. I don't know. He he remembers a different story than I remember. Because I remember you telling us in San Diego at Social Media Marketing World that you were moving to Puerto Rico. And I remember Joel and I being like, you're fucking crazy. Right. Like what are you what are you doing and and he was like really i'm like yeah that's we were shocked that you were leaving san diego and picking up and coming here so 
obviously it worked out well <laughs> and we kept in touch and yeah. you know you came to denver and social media day and i brought jack and cora you brought jack and cora who i didn't know then but mm-hmm. remember meeting at, you know once we got down here but we you know we kept in touch and you were like come visit come visit we finally come down here and then joel's sold and he's like we're moving but how was that for you? I don't, I mean, I know that like moving here, it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to adjust. But you were one of the first people that in our group of people that did it. And you came, it's been what, is this year eight? 7.5 years. Okay. Yep. Listen, I'm a boy from Maine and Maine has some great things about it. It's four seasons. It's on the coast. There's some cool things about Maine, but its winters are long and brutal and cold. And I got out, and I got out to San Diego, which oh God, is yeah. heaven. I went out to LA. Yeah, from Wisconsin. I get, totally get that. It's SoCal, like Southern California, is a special, special place. I was in heaven in San Diego. Um, it was the epicenter for entrepreneurs slash specifically podcasters like, you know, Amy Porterfield, Pat Flynn, Lewis Howes. I mean, Michael, Michael uh, Stelzner, like we're all there. It just felt like we were all there. Michael O'Neill, Nick Unsworth. I mean, the list goes on. Like we were all there and it was great and we hung out and we would, you know, the conferences were out in San Diego and we loved it. And I met my now current wife and mother of my child who was essentially born and raised in San Diego. I mean, it's just like, I was like living the dream. And then to your point, it was so true to like essentially rip myself out of this place that I had finally got to after just a few years and move to an Island that a lot of people, probably myself included think is like kind of just off the coast of Florida. It's like 1200 miles into the Atlantic ocean to fly from Puerto Rico to Orlando's like three hours. Yep. Like this is not a short flight. This is not close. That's going like you're traveling 500 miles an hour doing that. I mean, we are out there. So to answer your question, it was really tough because we didn't know literally a single person on the islands. Kate had never been to Puerto Rico. I had been once for like a a six day, like just all, not even on the all inclusive, but just like some hotel that we just stayed up in San Juan and did nothing. And I didn't even, wasn't even thinking that it was Puerto Rico. It was just like, I'm on the Caribbean, in the Caribbean somewhere. And that was like back in 07. So we knew nothing. And we came here strictly because we'd be saving seven figures a year in taxes, which is of course, potentially life-changing money. So we moved here in 2016 and we really settled in for a long stretch of maybe we don't have any friends anymore. Like that was a possibility. Like we had so many friends that were close, that lived within a mile radius of us. And then we came to Puerto Rico and we didn't speak the language and we didn't know anything about the island. In fact, we started on the West Coast because we just didn't even know where we were going to stay. We'd never heard about Palmas del Mar. We didn't know about Dorado or Condado. We didn't know anything. We had to discover everything the hard way. And even when we moved to, to Palmas del Mar, we knew nobody. We finally met our neighbor after a couple of weeks of being in Palmas, again, knowing nobody, and they were 87 years old. And we're like, okay, this is our life. Great. <laughs> this is now our life. At, at what point did they, um, who was it that um, came up to you and asked about, you know, everybody knows about the Palmas del Mar propaganda video that we all absolutely love it's a beautiful video uh, we all got sent it at some point from somebody and that was like oh my god this place looks amazing we have to go check it out <laughs> and lo and behold john and kate are in that video yeah so who was it that came up to you and said hey we're working on this i'd love to interview you for it f stoppers it was f stoppers oh yeah okay yeah so lee and pat moved to palmas i'm not sure what year it was but maybe it was 18 or 19 and, you know, they immediately, you know, kind of integrated themselves into the community. You know, by that time, I had been here for three years. So, like, 
we were doing like our poker nights. We had our, you know, there was a casino active back then. So we were like, we were having a lot of fun by then. It took a while to get there, but we got there. And they were just like, how does nobody know about this place? And then they were talking to Ricardo Casillas, who's a realtor here in Palmas. And Ricardo's like, we need to do like an actual was, promotional video. It was so well made. Yeah, Lana's it, in it. Every Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it was cool because... I, you know, now we know these people and they're friends of ours. And I got to be honest with you, John. <laughs> Say it. Uh oh. When I first watched that video, I was like, this tool. <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I, I'm honestly kidding, but that was really funny. That was funny. Um, but, but, but <laughs> Aaron was, was Aaron got nervous for this, a second. <laughs> it was pretty cool because I never knew if you know, well, like when we would meet, if if at ever would meet any of you guys. Right. And we met Lana because um, she was right down, right right up the road from us. Mm-hmm. So we, she got invited us to like a block party for Christmas, and got to know her, and she's just a wonderful human being. And then when was it that I met you? Oh, the wine tasting, wasn't it? Wine tasting. Yeah. And that was cool. And I think it was, um, you were introduced to me as the tea girl, yeah. I think, at that time. Oh. That that girl who drinks a lot of tea and she really likes tea. <laughs> yeah. And you came, I think you came up to me and like, oh, you're, and you know, you're just John. So yeah. you're like, hey, you. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I looked at, I'm like, oh man, he's not a tool. No. <laughs> <laughs> Back to that. No, I'm, I'm honestly kidding. And um, we just... You're so personable, obviously. I mean, it's, maybe that's partially the podcast stuff, but also I think it's just you as a person. It's just and him. And I immediately clicked with you, and I'm like, this is like my like my brother or something. Mm. Like, I just immediately liked you. Like, I thought you were awesome. And and it was cool talking to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. I, that's a great memory. Um, I, I remember clearly. And, you know. Whenever you get a little red wine and uh, tea involved, life is good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. One thing, you know, I kind of want to, as we're on the palmist topic, that's always stood out to me that is really unique. And for, for, for a lot of people, it's their first experience in this kind of environment. But for me, I was like, this feels familiar. And I wasn't quite understanding how or why, but then it clicked for me. It's back in 2003, I get deployed to Iraq. So now... I'm in Iraq, literally on this base with barbed wire around it, you know, because, you know, we have to be very protective and there's potential enemies all around. So there's 895 of us and we're like living together, eating together, like spending all of our time together. Like we're just kind of stuck in this bubble because we go outside the bubble to like patrol and stuff, but it's in and out and then we're back in and it's just like this family and and, in over the 13 months I was there, I got to know people so quickly and so like intimately where I was like, I felt like they were my brothers and my sisters and my family. Like, you know, we do dinners and then we play, you know, board games and we do like all these things and we, cause we were always there cause we were there in this bubble. And then we go back to Fort Riley, Kansas, which is where I was stationed. And immediately everybody goes back to their normal lives. You know, the husbands go to their families, the wives go to their families, you know, the single soldiers are doing their thing now on the weekends. And I immediately went from like seeing these people for hours every day to like almost never spending any quality time with them ever again, because it was just like, we're back in the U S and people are just off doing their thing. And that made me realize that like, wow, like Iraq was the dark side of the moon. Like we were just out there in a you know very foreign country, in a very dangerous place, and there was us in this little circle of lights, 895 of us, and you know we had to count on each other to literally survive then, but we just counted on each other, and we came so close as a result. And to me, Palmas is the only other place I've experienced that has that dark side of the moon mentality, because as I mentioned earlier, you're 1,200 miles out in the Atlantic Ocean, now we're on this island that we're, you know, on the southeasternmost tip of this small island in the Atlantic. And now, you know, outside of, you know, the Palmas area, you know, is, you know, essentially a third world country for 
you know, hours of driving in any direction until you get to the city of San Juan. So we now are like in this bubble. And so like when people move here, they're like, John, like my welcome party in Palmas was bigger than my going away party in fill in the blank of where they came from that I lived at for five years, 10 years, 20 years. And they're like, my social calendar is so full because everybody's just open and welcoming and saying, Hey, come here, do this, hang out. And you find your, you know, tribe within the tribe. And then, you know, you're in Palmas and we're just, you just like, I, I just know that like, I'm like, Hey, if Aaron and Becky like are on a cruise somewhere, like, they're ready to hang out because we're right here and we don't have much to do. So let's just, let's, let's, let's have some fun. Karaoke, sock hops. So much fun. Flash mobs. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> happening. Well, and you were, you were kind of a, a little bit of a Pied Piper for Palmas. I liked to beat the drum for this place because I, I saw the possibilities. You know, I was having fun with my 87-year-old neighbor, who I still love, by the way. Anne-Marie, she's a doll. But I'm like, what if there was a 35-year-old neighbor and a 45-year-old neighbor and a 65-year-old neighbor and a 50-year-old? Like, what if there were other people of all ages but of all, you know, in temperaments that lived here? This place could be so special. That, so I, That video was such a good move. It was such a good move because yeah. it just showed, like, what it was. Because I'm like, it's a beautiful island. It's a beautiful community. The weather is amazing. The, you know, business incentives are you can't, you'll never be able to touch them again. And it's just a special place. We all just found our people here. We found our people. And, and, you know, Sean and I have never had that when we were in Wisconsin, we were always the oddballs because we're the entrepreneurs. We were the ones that were working day, night, weekends, holidays. And all the while people were, and, and no disrespect, like you do what you want to do. And if you want to work nine to five and party on your weekends and stuff, bless. That's awesome. Whatever makes you happy in life, that's all I want for you. But Sean and I just had this different perspective and we were willing to just work, work, work. And unfortunately, a lot of our friends didn't always understand that. Like, why can't you just come out? I'm like, I got to get this done. And so it just, we, we, you know, we, over time, just slowly it just became about like me and Sean in our life and, you know, we're working and everything like that. And we would be in different networking groups and we would, you know, meet up with them, go to conferences, do all the stuff. And that would be a good time. And, but I think we always felt like something was missing in our life. And it wasn't until coming here. I, I remember because our friends, Clint and Trish had moved here a year prior and you knew them before. Yeah, they were in our, oh. Clint was in our networking group. So, it was it was crazy because I we know we know him, and we had met him and Trish at uh, in Cancun at one of our networking events, and they were thinking I think about moving to Texas, but then they ended up moving to Puerto Rico. And we're like, whoa, yeah, big difference. <laughs> okay, that's big. Now we need to check this out. So we decided to come here for Sean's birthday in 2021, June 2021. And just, to, you know, check it out. Let's just see. We had no expectations. And when we got here, they threw us a party. <laughs> and they're like, we, we, we're going to have it catered. And we're going to invite, um, you know, obviously all the people you know from. And how many you know, people MBS. were at that party? There, I don't even remember. Just guess. But I... It wasn't even that many. It was probably 20. And how many people were at your going away party when you left Wisconsin? Zero. Did you have a going away <laughs> I party? Didn't have a, I, didn't, I didn't have a going away party. Me and my family came down there about yeah. like three hours north, and they came down to like, you know, help us with, you know. Getting... You are the perfect example of yeah. Palmas Del Mar. Yeah. And so, and it was such an amazing thing. I'm like, these random people are coming to this party that was for us and and I'm like, we've never experienced that before. I'm like, what is happening? And we we had seen a just for kicks, we saw a um, a townhome just to kind of see what what houses were like here. And we ended up signing a lease that day. That day for July first, and this wow. was June, early June. Wow. Yeah. And we're like, okay, so it wasn't that's even happening. winter in Wisconsin. No, and we and we bought a golf cart that day too. <laughs> and and the funny thing about that, this is hysterical. So we bought we called it putt putt because it was just so slow. 
and it couldn't make it up many hills, but we didn't know that at the time of purchasing. And so, you know, the how uh, the road at like the t- where like ridge ridge top is. Yeah, it's like really steep hill, right? Yeah. As you're coming down, that's Robles Valley too. E- right? Yes. <laughs> and um, sorry, <laughs> which, which you may have missed, but we're and drinking. Yes. Roble. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Represent wine and In honor. As we were going up that hill, it started downpouring. Oh, perfect. Just, just heavy. And I was in these like flat sandals that were kind of slippery and shot, and we were not, no, we were not <laughs> making up that hill. It was like, you could hear, you just hear it squealing <laughs> and we're like, I don't think this is going to work. And he says to me, he's like, Becky, I think you're going to have your, not we, yeah. you're going to have to Flintstone this. And I'm like, <laughs> I got this. So then I get out and I'm trying to push the cart up this hill as he's, you know, on the gas and I'm slipping and sliding in my, oh my sandals. Lord. I'm like, I don't think this is gonna work that's a great visual <laughs> and and it was so cool because this woman who had like a newborn baby like on she was driving a golf cart i think i might know who it is but i'm not 100 percent sure but she she drove and she had like a newborn on her like uh chest, chest her, yeah. yeah and she stopped and she's like honey do you, do you guys need some help do you want me to take you somewhere and and it was like it was so kind and being in like from like you know the milwaukee area of wisconsin like you don't get that <laughs> you don't get that at all you're like you will know, bring out the gun you know because we don't know what's going on Yikes. and um and we're like no 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 i think we'll be okay and we just <laughs> <laughs> slowly you're like okay this is this ain't happening we gotta go back down the hill <laughs> um but that was a really cool experience one thing i always say about palmas that to me really sums it up is it's the palmas funnel and the funnel is you really need three requirements to be true to find yourself in Palmas Del Mar. Number one is you're location independent. That's why you can move to an island like Puerto You're not coming here for a job. You're coming here with a job. So like you, you're, find, you're location independent, which makes for a cool person because you can jump on a nine-day cruise or a 23-day river cruise in Europe and you because you can be location independent and do really fun things. You're probably financially independent, too, because you're coming here to take advantage of the amazing tax benefits that Puerto Rico offers and the business centers that they offer. And what's pretty cool when you're financially independent is that you can do a lot of really fun things, like (laughs) go on a nine-day cruise or a 23-day river cruise. Um, (laughs) And the third and I think most important thing that makes the funnel, because, you you know, location-independent and financially-independent people, they can go anywhere, but... The third component is adventurous. You don't find yourself in Puerto Rico unless you have that third component, which is adventurous. Like all the financially and um, location-free people, they're, they're in Austin, Texas. They're in Florida. They're in Nevada. And that's fine. There's some great places there. No problem because they're not adventurous. If you're adventurous, you don't go to those places because those are boring adventurous Puerto Rico and you find your your people. I just feel like I need you to be a part of my musical day because I already, you, at multiple points, you've kind of had song in how you talk. <laughs> and I think that you are, oh my gosh, didn't that happen though? Do you remember our Christmas party? Yeah, Drunk Elephant, hello. hello. There's a lot of incriminating video of me in that. I have a lot of video. <laughs> I have so much. Very incriminating video. We can never be president. P- Peter, P- Peter said, once I met Drunk John, I can't go back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so, like, we're, we're singing and dancing because we are, we are drunk at that point well, and drunk so john doesn't shots. come out very often i took so many shots it was I've, the coolest thing oh. so i said to sean i'm like oh john i was like oh my god you're drinking what is happening <laughs> and he just said to me straight face he's like i'm a dad now <laughs> <laughs> and so we're just having a great time we were so and much then fun. at some point i think somebody said to us or like if if high school musical was a thing for like 40 year olds oh my god you, you too you and john would be the like the stars leads. yes <laughs> like, we were having so much i fun. take that as a compliment oh man so yes i will be part of your musical yes musical day um i just have to add my dog rufus rufus had the best and biggest birthday party that a dog it's a dog has ever had i and mean he had how many people were there 30 people 
I was going to say Probably, 40, but it I mean... When was this? I think it was before we were friends. Yeah. But was it during the time that we should have been friends? Maybe. Possibly. Because that's a... That's Can you believe actually not having Aaron in your life? Yeah, well, we... There is we, a pre-Aaron, there, I mean... Yeah. It's It's... We were supposed to be friends a lot earlier. Like than a year what before. Can, and I feel like that's probably her fault. <laughs> she she places the blame. Like, Aaron has a lot of friends. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> Rufus's birthday was amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's nice. <laughs> I think I'm sorry that you Rufus there. probably deserves another birthday. He does. We should talk to. about his last birthday, though, a little longer, because I think Becky's feeling a little, <laughs> a little FOMO. That we were friends. <laughs> so, um, Sorry about that. So the other day, uh, we, were, we were on a boat because I had a couple friends in town, and we were trying to give them... She had lost her husband like a year before that, and so we wanted to just... She hadn't traveled in about five years, so we wanted to give her the best vacation that she could possibly have. So we rented a boat, and we re- we in- invited a few great friends on it who weren't invited to dog birthdays. <laughs> just kidding. And we had a really good time. And now, granted, at one point, and this comes up periodically, but... We might have taken an edible. Aaron. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> you took an edible? <laughs> oh, yeah. We did that. <laughs> that never happens. And then at one point, I'm just kind of laying on the boat. And by the way, my my lips are burned now. And I, I don't know if that's ever happened. My I have burnt lips. <laughs> and because I'm just kind of laying down. And I'm getting very philosophical with Monica. Poor Monica. And she's just kind of like in her zone, too. And I'm looking at I'm I'm watching the waves go on to the on the shore. And I came up with something that I want to get your thoughts on. Okay. I think you're gonna like this. Let's hear it. Okay. So I'm watching the water and it's like so cathartic as the water kind of comes up on shore and comes back down. You were you weren't at this at, at this point, Aaron. So you don't know what's this is this I is have about no to no idea what this is about <laughs> to blow your mind. I got really philosophical that day. And, and I thought, okay, the water goes up on shore, comes back down. It's moving the sand, right? Have you ever heard, you, you know the phrase, if, if, if the tree fell in the woods, does it make a sound, right? First of all, how do you feel about that? Does it make a sound? If yeah. nobody's around. If nobody's around. Absolutely. I, I, it makes a it sound. Yeah. All right, now check this. The sand... If you're on a micro level and you're like the size of like the sand crystals and as they're kind of moving down, does it make a sound? <laughs> you know, like a boulder, like, you know, flying down a mountain. I feel like it does. That's going to make a sound. But we can't hear the sand. Can't hear Yeah. But so you know what it takes me back to the beginning of this when we were talking Dr. Seuss. Remember the little what what was the story with the little guy? You don't remember? You don't know it? No. Oh my! We need. Where's our fact checker? <laughs> Shit. What are we referring to? A little there's, guy in Doctor Seuss? Yeah, there's a story about the the. It's Horton hears a who. <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. <laughs> you got there. Horton hears a who. You got there. Yeah. Remember? Did they talk about sand crystals? No, but oh. just like the little. I mean, he's just like this little voice. Well, you, know, you know what I think of is Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. Because when they do that, like, I remember it goes so down little, and can't. then the ants start eating the grass and they could, it was like chomp, 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 chomp. Exactly. So the sand, yeah. the sand makes a sound. Totally makes well, a sound. We can't hear it. Right. Does that bother you? <laughs> no, I just, I just find those kind of, those are the kind of things that I yeah. honestly think about, which I don't know if that's odd or not, but I, I'm so intrigued. By I think when you're on stuff. an edible, I don't think it's odd at all. I mean, have you ever done ayahuasca? No, not yet. Although on the 27th Saturday, okay. which, you know, uh, we are doing a, like a shroom thing. All right. Don't you dare yawn into the microphone. <laughs> I thought we were All right. I, I just told my sand story. He's yawning. Yeah, shocker. 
Wow. <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to go over a lot better. Just cut it. Just cut it. Um, yeah, so we're, no, we have not done ayahuasca, but we are doing this shroom thing. And so we're going to see how that goes. Okay. And Aaron's doing it with, so then we'll have something to talk about. And she's nervous. So you can tell you her. You should she, be nervous. Don't tell her that. <laughs> Just saying, sometimes, you know, you unlock something you may not want to unlock, and next thing you know, that the cat's out of the hat. I think it's going to be a beautiful experience, and I'm really excited about this it. This is like the Dr. Seuss episode. Are you, uh, are you editing this episode, by the way? Of course. Okay, take out the Sam part. <laughs> <laughs> but it brought us to this. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I love it. The episode comes out as like 13 minutes long. <laughs> She's like, I got to take out everything that Becky says. <laughs> okay, 11 minutes long. <laughs> I accept this. Oh, this is fun. I did, I did my best. I, again, I started the episode this way. I want to reiterate, reiterate it now. You guys are going to have so much fun doing this podcast. It's a great concept. Well, so we really hope that it's not just, I mean... We 100% think it's going to be fun for us because we get to hang out with our friends and have Learn a couple things. good food, good wine, good drinks, whatever. Mm-hmm. Learn some things. I was going to wait till after to, to give this advice, but I'll just give it live on the, on the, on the podcast. So we Let's can edit it, it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying you guys have done this because I have no idea and I doubt it, but what's really important when you're hosting a podcast is you have to make sure that your guests are obviously going to tell some amazing stories. You have to try really hard not to tell repeat stories that you've told Mm -hmm. as hosts Mm -hmm. on previous episodes. Cause by the way, I am speaking from experience and I got a couple very well-written emails and I immediately saw their point when they said it, they're like, John, We've heard we, that story. We, we listen to every show. And when you start telling a story that we've already heard, like, like we're either going to fast forward or we're going to stop the episode. So I'm just mm. saying. Well, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. That's I'm probably never the only time. I'm never going to tell, tell the, the sand, sand story, story again. ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was the main reason why I brought that up is because I, I hope that's the so, case. So this is a question that we asked Joel. And because we go back to the whole, like, kind of silly questions that Sean might have thought were, were not great but I think that you're going to really appreciate this and I think Joel did um, if you could have a superpower but it had a quirk right um, what would it be what was Joel's as I'm thinking about this invisibility but it only lasted so long so you never knew when he would come out of it and he would be oh. listening to somebody's stuff but, I made, but I made his quirk. He couldn't come up with a quirk. No, no, she nailed it. Oh, he could not come up with a quirk? No. He just wants to be invisible so, so he can that, listen that to That was a stories. really good quirk to come up with. Because right? I was like, that is smart because that's such a quirk of being invisible that poof, now all of a sudden you see the person You're here. sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about um, my superpower would be that I could fly, but I would only be given five seconds warning that my flying powers would stop. Ooh. That's terrible. Why would you it's ever yeah. would you, No, that's you the never... quirk. That's the quirk. I'm yeah, not choosing a, it. That's a terrible quirk. Why would you give yourself but such it, a okay, terrible wait, wait, quirk? Wait. But if it if it stops, then what happens to you? Do you just like float down? No, I stop. I just You're like, just like Yeah. You would never but, so, but I have five seconds. So I know I'm like, okay, I've got to land right now. So no matter but where you, I am. Like if you're really, really high, yeah. Then, yeah, you that, may not make it down. But that's part of the problem with this. So you can't go that. that. You I can't can go never, very high. Well, yeah, so see, I'm limited. You'll see Erin up in the air because she'll be flapping her arms. <laughs> oh, you're, you're fly? That's your? Yeah, but I, I have, but you to, have flap. to flap. That's yeah. the quirk? Yeah. We can't talk about it, though. That, that no, was on we already prior, told the story. That was on prior episode. You ladies, you listen and you learn. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, know. I know I'm going to be tuning into a future episode, and Becky's going to start talking about waves lapping on a beach, and I'm just going to be like, "Never again." Skip. Yep. <laughs> Ouchie. End of episode. End. You're not invited to the flash mob. Oh, oh Kate, un- you lucky uninvited. girl. <laughs> That would be really funny if, like, I'm at the plaza someday, and then like the flash the mob starts, and then Kate <laughs> looks at me and winks, and then jumps into it, and I'm like, Becky! 
Oh my god. That oh. would be such a burn. I would really I would regret my Santa. What comments. a turn of events that would that be. That would be such a turn of event. Yeah. Did you really mean it when you said take the sand story out? Yeah. <laughs> All I can say is I'll be a very good addition to a flash mob. We know. We know. <laughs> Tool. Very well aware. Okay. Oh, I feel I feel like we have a very natural this feels like a natural conclusion to an amazing conversation i don't want to i don't want to take the words out of your mouth no no that's, no, we no, need that's to, what we i need was to save some material for next time because we, you're going to be one of those guests i think we're going to have back 100 percent. that that's yummy. as long as you apologize you know you know what would be cool i'm sorry Becky's going to tell the sand story again i'm going to start it <laughs> you know what I, I have a dream can i get my martin luther king sure. speech i have a dream that you ladies are doing this podcast long enough to have Bo as a guest. <gasps> that would be oh. incredible. How old would we be? <laughs> Real old. Let's talk about that. Well, I would be really old. <laughs> so uh, what, do we, what do we need? Do we need him? Are we talking like Wait, he's I, a teenager? Yeah. yeah. Or oh, can he be he, like he five? Be like seven. Okay. Five. Oh, sure. Cool. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. We won't be that old. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. don't, you know, just don't. And if there's anybody who would like us to We won't give him booze or edibles. Know. Or shrooms, or yeah, no, no. ayahuasca, yeah, no. or tell the sand story. <laughs> <laughs> That's a philosophical question. I'm going to talk to Monica. I'm going to see what she actually thinks. She's about not going to remember story. any of this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, hey, it got, it got, it got you talking. They got me talking. And listen, Aaron, I think you're right. Amazing natural conclusion of this conversation. How lovely! What a lovely evening! What a lovely evening! Thanks for coming. I'm going to need John to check again. Jiggity J, jiggity L, jiggity D. Check, check. <laughs>